Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Cat Builder Talk with your host and business coach, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Helping you build the capacity to change your life. Helping you to, as we say every week, to walk in your purpose. We're well into year 2017. Are you ready? How are things going? You know, the Cat Builder Talk Show is focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life because, as we all know, information is key. With the right information, you can make educated decisions. Tonight, one of the topics of discussion is going to be the eight things not to do when starting a business. But we got a lot more planned for you tonight. We got from my big eyes, Janet Montgomery is going to bring on her guest tonight, Anita Stokes Thomas. Travel bags with Anita and friends. Then I got Ira is going to join us with Credit Talk. Just some issues on credit and understanding what to do with it. And then maybe Martin Pratt might stop in. Martin's on the road a lot, busy man, but sometimes he, he will grace us with his presence. But we got a great show planned for you. Ivan, if I have time, I'm going to do a Cat Builder Minute. We got a great show lined up for you. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I think we're going to start this conversation out with Ms. Janet McLeod from Your Big Eyes. So you're listening to Mark Parham. I'm going to go to break. When I come back, we're going to come back with From My Big Eyes with Janet Montgomery. We'll be back in a moment. That's right. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Tonight, with from my big eyes, with Miss Janet Montgomery. Janet, how you doing this evening? 
Hi, Mark. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So what you got going That's on good. today? Well, Mark, uh, all is well. I'm bringing on a really special uh, friend of mine, uh, Anita Stokes-Thomas. Anita is currently a on-air a radio host, and uh, I know being that it's springtime, Mark, a lot of people are getting ready to hit the road and take a few traveling uh, trips, so I thought it would be great to bring Anita on to kind of get everyone ready for the road. So, hi, Anita, are you on? I am on. Thank you so much for having me. How's everyone doing? Doing great. Doing great. Oh, wonderful. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Anita. So glad to have you with us this evening. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Absolutely. So let's get started, Anita. So can you uh, firstly just tell us who you are and what you do professionally? Well, I'm happy to share that with everyone. I mean, you've introduced me as a radio host, and uh, that is certainly what I'm doing right now with most of my time. Um, I started that four years ago. Uh, sort of as a fluke almost, I met a radio uh, management person who wanted a travel show, and he said I fit the bill. So I've been doing it for four years. But before that, I traveled quite a bit um, as a flight attendant uh, with my own training company. I've done a little bit of everything. I call myself a Jackie of all trades. So I feel like oh, I've done wow. a little bit of everything in my adult career. But certainly this uh-huh. radio show is a way to kind of bring it all together, all my travel uh-huh. experiences. I've been to over 80 countries and uh, have traveled so for more than more than 30 years. And it's wow. just, you know, it's great. I love being able to inspire people to get out, get off that uh-huh. sofa. You don't have to just look at the brochures. You can actually go to these places and meet people, see different cultures, uh-huh. and try different foods. Wow, that is so awesome, Anita. So let me ask this now: When folks are tuned in to your radio show, what kind of information are you tra- are you sharing about travel? Well, that's a really good question, uh, Janet, because I try to share a little bit of everything because I really feel like people should be smart about their travel choices and just the decisions that they're making. Because I like to keep in mind that someone may have saved for the last ten years for this bucket list type vacation, and they're listening Mm -hmm. to my show and making a decision. So I really like to include information about destinations, places to stay, places to to go for meals, Uh, you know, the standard kind of things that you you can pick up most guidebooks and, and, and read about. But in addition to that, I really like to stress things like making sure that you plan ahead of time. And I've had people say, of course, you know, everybody knows that you need to plan, But it's amazing to me how many people don't really kind of dig deep in their planning and really kind of look at things from the standpoint that you're looking at brochures and you're making these plans from the comfort of your home. But the destination where you're going might be very cold, uh, might be remote, might be a place that you need to consider more about your safety and your security. So you really need to plan and think about things really from a more uh, strategic, smart standpoint. So I cover things mm-hmm. like that, just a lot of tips. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a great, great tips to, to think on before actually hitting the road. So, Anita, um, I know that you have just received this wonderful award. Would you like to share that with the audience, um, the award that I'm 
speaking of is being selected as uh, an old magazine insider. Can you tell us a little bit about that award and, and the recognition and what it means? Well, you know, I, I am so excited. I tell you, I'm still on cloud nine with that one myself. Um, <laughs> it was one of those things that, you know, kind of happened by my applying. It was suggested to me that I apply for this. And mm-hmm. I applied and you sent in all of the information. They're really interested in things like your social media numbers. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Oprah magazine, I mean, I, I think everybody's familiar with that and just, you know, loves Oprah. So, of course, when I received the email that I had been accepted, I was, you know, like I said, on cloud nine. But what we will do is we will do things like um, give our opinions on things, like some of her products and things like that, you know, some of her mm-hmm. favorite things. Uh, we'll also attend events and, and just really represent the diversity of her readers, which is what it's mm-hmm. all about. So it's not only just radio people or bloggers or things like that. A lot of the people who are part of this come from all walks of life and really have different stories to share. So it's it's pretty exciting just to meet all the different uh, women and one man. It's 50 of us, so there are 49 women and one man. Wow. Uh, I guess... I guess he's pretty lucky, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, that's a great honor. I mean, it's so ex- it sounds like it's such an exciting adventure, Anita, and congratulations on that. I can't wait to Thank hear you. all the inside scoop that you do uh, share with us. All right. So that's Thank one you. event that, that I am familiar with. But there's also another amazing opportunity that you have uh, for this month, Anita. Would you like to share that uh um, that excitement with us in terms of being in the Oprah, uh, I'm sorry, being in Essence for the month of April. Can you tell us a little about that feature? Yeah, now this is something that, again, is very, very special. I was uh, asked by a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Leslie Royal, who, of course, uh, has written a great book called Leslie's Lane, the book that tells you all these discounts and tips and those type things. And she asked me if I would uh, help her out with a couple of tips for planning a road trip. And, of course, I said, yeah, I love a road trip. Who doesn't love a road trip? Uh, so I'm in the April edition of Essence uh, talking about road trips and sharing seven of what I think are great tips if you are planning to go on a, on a road trip with family, friends, a girlfriend's road trip, a group road trip, whatever type of road trip it might be. If this mm-hmm. is something that you're planning to do, these tips should be very helpful in getting you started and getting you, getting you going with that. Wow. And and so, if I can add, the neat thing uh-huh. about it, too, is that Oprah is on the cover uh, because she's uh, uh, in the magazine as well. Uh, so it's quite serendipitous, actually, that she's on the cover and I'm a part of her magazine. So it's just kind of cool. <laughs> perfect timing. Absolutely. Perfect timing. So, Anita, out of all of the places that you have visited, which one would you say has been most rewarding to you? And also, why would you select that location, and what's the impact on your life? Oh, well, that's, you know, that's a tough one because (laughs) each destination really does bring something special for me. Uh, But there are Mm -hmm. two things that come to mind when people ask me my favorite or, you know, which place has been most impactful. And the first one, of course, is Africa. I had a chance when I was working with Pan American Railways to go to to, to uh, Africa quite often. And just to be able to go back to the motherland and spend any time there I think is rewarding. 
But to have mm-hmm. the opportunity to go on a regular basis, meet people, develop friendships, develop relationships with people that, you know, last through the years to be able to bring bring things back and help the school kids with things, simple things like crayons and pencils and writing paper and make a difference in their lives uh, was just something that really showed me, you know, how much we have here in the United States, but also how much we can give to help others around the world. Uh, so I would say that was probably the most impactful. But I also love, love, love Hong Kong. And I can mm-hmm. I can't really come up with a solid reason why except that a lot of energy, a lot of great food, and a lot of great shopping. So mm-hmm. <laughs> those things mm-hmm. just kind of capture with me with Hong Kong. So those are, I have two favorites. <laughs> I hear you. Well, Mark, uh, I think uh, we have a, a definitely travel uh, expert on our hands. Yeah, are, I would, are I there would any? Say so. <laughs> I would say yeah. so. Yes. <laughs> well, it's it's all. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. If your listeners would like more information, they can certainly check out the website, travelbackwithanita.com. We have a lot of information there. Pictures on our Instagram account, which is Anita and Friends, and that's Anita with two N's, the letter N and then Friends. Is our Instagram page as well as our Twitter. So definitely check out all the pictures. We're always posting destinations, uh, landscape, and things to see. Good food, too. Outstanding. Awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss all Anita. Right. Well, thank you for taking some time out to come talk with us this evening. We have to check it out. We got a whole summer ahead of us, so we need to plan some trips so we can go to your site and. Figure out how to get that done. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. All right. Great. All right. Thanks so Thanks. much, Anita. Thank you. Thank you. So hopefully she has uh, how to get some cheap tickets and stuff like that on her site. So I'm going to go check it out. So we can, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we can figure out what to do because... You know, sometimes I don't think we take enough breaks, and it's not as expensive as people think. You know, sometimes you just got to, you know, do the research and find out the right way to do things. That's right. It's all about timing. Absolutely. From my big eyes, Janet Montgomery. Your guest tonight was Anita Stokes-Thomas, Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. We're going to take a short break, and when I come back, we're going to bring on the man that knows the most about credit. I talk credit with Ira Royale. He's going to come give us some tips. Something that you need to understand about your credit that sometimes we just don't know. And that's what Ira's here for. Listen to Cat Builder Talk. We'll be back in a moment. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? 
Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Coming back, can't build a talk. We're going to start this next segment out. My main man, Ira Royale. Ira, how you doing this evening, man? Hey, Mark, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing excellent, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I cannot complain, man. I cannot complain. I'm energized and I'm blessed, man. All right. All right. So what you got going on this evening? What I want to talk about today is, and this is more, I guess, I can, you know, kind of sum this up as motivation more than an uh, actual topic. But so I got a call from a gentleman that listens to the show this past week, and it really just restored my faith and, and, and kind of just energized me and made me feel like what I'm doing is right. You know, sometimes you don't know about your talking or sharing your passion and sharing your experiences. People actually take it in, and um, their lives are changed with it. But you know, we, we talked this past week, he listened to the show, and he reached out to me, and we just talked about his dreams and his aspirations and things that he wants to do. And, you know, what I want to tell the listeners is no matter what stage of life that you're in in regards to your financial, you know, livelihood, reach out to somebody and have a conversation. I don't care if it's a financial advisor, a banker, somebody who talks about credit, because you never know. You don't know what you don't know, right? So this particular gentleman thought he could not, you know, accomplish something because he just didn't know that he couldn't based on his certain circumstance. But mm-hmm. once you open your mouth, you start having those conversations with people who are in a certain profession, and I don't care what profession that is, reach out to somebody and talk to someone, right? Then they start, in, you know, educating you or giving you, you know, different tips or, you know, strategies to say, hey, I know you're thinking about this over here, but try this channel, try this avenue, and maybe it will work for you. Or they recommend somebody for you to talk to or they recommend a website or an article. So my message to everybody is I don't care what's going on in your financial life. You have to pick up the, you know, your first thing to do is, is to try something, right? It's to pick up that phone, email somebody, read an article, um, get a book, do something to, to, to start your journey. Don't just sit back in despair and gloom and think you're defeated. You know, we're our own worst enemies. Get out there and do something, right? Because if you, what's the, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't, you're going to be in that same cycle, that same circumstance. And we're dealing with credit. The first thing you need to do is pull your score, pull your credit file. Start there. You know, by soon your score is going to jump up 100 points based on you enter into some type of restoration program or paying off all your debt or cutting up your credit cards. Those are all just things that you hear on the radio. You hear bankers. But the first thing you need to do is decide that you want to change. 
the first thing you need to do is actually pull your credit score, pull your credit file, go through it, see what's on there. That's one that's supposed to be on there, but two that's on there are supposed to be there, and you want to do something to fix it. So my thing is take accountability. Challenge yourself to no longer I'm going to sit and just, you know, be on the sidelines and seeing everybody else kind of go through life and getting approved for this or getting these other opportunities. So now having that fear of somebody's going to ask me about my score or pull my score. Take control of your financial livelihood. Do something about it, and you can do it. And it's not going to be overnight. You know, we're living in this age of instant gratification. Guess what? It's going to take some hard work. It's going to take some sacrifice on your end. It's going to take you asking questions. It's going to take you sitting down, meeting with people, reading a book, reading an article. Decide that you want to change. Nobody's going to do it for you. It's nobody's, nobody's responsibility to do it for you. you got to do it for yourself. So I want to say to anybody who's, you know, out there, take that first step, pull your score, pull your file, and go talk to somebody. Sit in front of somebody and let them know what your dreams are for Outstanding, man. You know, it, it's important to what you're basically saying. you got to start taking action. You can't just keep thinking about it. And it's, it's, it's not to be afraid. It you just got to get out there and do it. And, and I think it's so strong is what you're saying. I'm glad you had that experience of somebody calling you because I, too, you know, as I've been doing the show for a number of years now, it's so great when somebody comes up to me and says what I said really helped them. And you're like, first, you're like, exactly. you listen, you know, you're listening exactly. to the show, you know, you know, but all it takes is just one person to let you know you're, you know, your work is appreciated, you know, because even though the show is once a week, it seems like it comes up every other day, you know. But, it definitely uh, does. Yeah, but I'm, I'm we're glad. we're not talking about rocket science, right? No, we're not. That's, we're not. that's what I like about it, but never, we're planting seeds. And my thing is, right. if, I, if I can say something to plant a seed, and maybe you don't get it now, but a year down the road, you get it, you learn from it, and you pass it on. Pass it on to your kids. Pass it on to a friend. That's what I'm concerned about. Outstanding, man. So what do you got coming up this week on your show? Oh, man, it's going to be a good show this week. We have Capri Coleman. He's a professional wrestler, so you might have seen him on WWE or TNA or, you know, um, he, what is he, he also he acts a little bit. But, um, I, look, he was my Uber driver, right? And we were just talking. We were talking about educating kids and financial literacy. And then he was like, man, Google me, man. I'm a wrestler, but I also have this program where I mentor kids and we talk about Finances, and I Google him. I'm like, yo, I need you on the show. Got him. On the show. <laughs> wow. So I'm excited for people to hear his story, his passion, and he loves. He has a, a whole ministry doing this, right? So I'm excited for people to hear about his story and how what he can do to you know uplift these our youth and, and start them on the path of making smart decisions. Man, that's so great too about doing the show because I meet people just randomly that they're telling yeah. such a great story. I said, I want to get you on the show. I just it's so great that you can do exactly. that, man. That's outstanding. Outstanding, man. Exactly. All right, my brother. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming out tonight. And as always, thank you for the knowledge you keep giving us every week. Thanks for the platform, Mark. I appreciate All right. you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, man. All right. Ira Royale. I talk credit Thursday night, 7 p.m. here on the Cat Builder Radio Network. Just go to catbuilderradionetwork.com and click on listen to hear his show. I mean, he's bringing you a lot of great information. And what I like is he's bringing you information in a reasonable way, a way that we can understand it. You know, sometimes when you talk about this credit stuff, 
and it can just get so big that we uh, it just kind of goes over our head. So tune in Thursday night. I'm gonna take a few minutes. I'm gonna talk about something before I go into my topic this evening. A lot of us right now, you know, it's March and we're going through things. A lot of us are frustrated. But I wonder, I found an article they written by Mark Chernoff. Three signs, will, you will be fine, even if you don't feel fine right now. Because a lot of times we feel frustrated. You know, you start your day, you're immediately worried about all the things on your plate, all the things you have to do, and all the people you have to see. You're anxious about what other people, family, friends, colleagues, and strangers may think of you. You worry about your responsibilities at work. You got meetings, emails, you know, obligations. And you, sometimes you have this feeling you're just not doing enough. You're not as good as you should be. You, you worry about how you compare to other people and how far behind you are. And it goes on and on and on. But you're not alone in this. I just want to let you know. We all get caught up in our own head sometimes. So you got to get out of your head. The world will keep turning and life will be okay. The truth is, even if our fears transpire 99% of the time, we will be fine. Okay? You can think better and you can ultimately live better. You can start your day with a sense of peace in your mind, a genuine smile on your face, and you can put your best foot forward. But all this is true. But what about the tough time when disaster actually does strike? How do you cope with it? You do the best you can. That's what you do. Okay? You got to deal with it. You got to face your fears head on and just work it out. Right now, everything is changing. Nothing is certain, but you are still free. Everything in life is temporary. Nothing lasts. Every moment gives us a new beginning. We literally get a second chance every second. Every time it rains, it stops raining. You know, you know, everything that goes up must come down. After darkness, there's always light. You're a product of your past, but you don't have to be a prisoner of it. You become a prisoner when you cling to no longer exist. To remember... If you're brave enough to say goodbye, life will reward you with a new hello. It may be hard, but you can let go. To a certain degree, you must, if, if you want to move on. You have some incredible choices to make. The question is, how will you choose to respond? But you can keep at this. There's at least one tiny positive step you can take right now, because there always is. Don't build mountains in your mind. When everything is broken, it's easy to find plenty of little things you can fix. But nothing seems to be going right. Even the most fundamental positive effort can make a significant difference. So I want you to stick with it, okay? I want you to keep rolling on. I want you to know that regardless of how things are going for you right now, that you got to love yourself. You know, we practice love with everyone else. But when we ask how well do you love yourself, you have to start loving yourself. That's what's most important. You can choose to do this. 
So with that said, I want you to make this choice yours. It is yours to make. Love yourself. Get over the things that are going on. Life is going to change. Darkness turns to light. You know, what goes up must come down. But even if you don't feel good right now, you will feel good later. Okay? You just got to keep hanging in there. And a lot of this, I, I say this for entrepreneurs because sometimes we just get so bogged down what we got going on. So, you listen to Mark Parham. I'm going to go to a short break. When I come back, I'm going to talk about eight things not to do to start a business. I'll be back in a moment. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't gave a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now i got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test. Because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. Our mind is a terrible... Welcome back to the Cap Builder Talk radio show. With your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham. And I want to give you just about eight things. You know, I, I do a lot of reading and a lot of watching videos. I found this great video by Evan Carmichael on things not to do to go into business. So I'm going to go over each one of those things tonight. may not take up, you know, till 8 o'clock, but I'm going to go through them and just get done. You know, because a lot of times people come to me and they say, what do they do to need to do to start a business? And I like the way that he put it, what do you need to do to not to do to start a business? So I'm going to start out with number one, which is pick the wrong business. 
a lot of time we think we have great ideas. This is the one. This is what we're going to do. And we just jump out there and we start doing it. But it may not be the right business. And you won't know that unless you really evaluate the business idea. You know, if you go to my catbuildercoaching.com site, I have some great tools out there that help you evaluate your idea. But what you have to evaluate is if this idea is going to work for you. Is it going to generate revenue for you? You're going to find it pleasurable. You know, you hear story after story of people starting businesses. You know, my friend Corey Moore made a statement one time. A lady likes making cookies. She started going to cookie making business. But she liked making cookies, but she found out she didn't like the cookie making business. Meaning that, you know, making a couple dozen here and there was one thing, but making it have to make 12 dozen, 13 dozen at a time. She found out she didn't like it. So the thing is, do not pick the wrong business. Evaluate your business idea before you start jumping into it. You know, sometimes things sound great. You get really excited. But you can just take your time and evaluate the idea to see if it's going to work for you so you don't pick the wrong business. Number two, make the perfect plan. You know, I work with a lot of people, and they're constantly, constantly working on their business plan. It has to be perfect. Your plan is not going to be perfect. It's always going to be changing. You know, so I don't want you to get focused on making a perfect plan. I do want you to have a plan, though. I want you to have a plan that you feel confident of being able to step out and start doing it. But it's never going to be perfect. Okay, some, you know, you heard the expression analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis. But the fact is, create a plan and get out there and do it. Okay, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be over. A lot of times I ask the question about, is your plan done? And people raise their hands. It's never done. As you grow in your business, you will always come up with new ways, and which you should to change your business and come up with new ideas on how to make your business better. So don't worry about it. You will not have a perfect plan. But get out there, write a plan, and execute. Number three, spend money. Okay? I want you to have to learn that without making a plan, you end up spending money improperly. That's why this comes after making the perfect plan. If you don't plan how you're going to start your business, you'll end up buying things. A lot of times people come to me, they want to start a business, they want to go buy new equipment and things like this. You can buy used equipment to get your business started. Let your used equipment make the money to buy the new equipment. But I don't want you going into too much debt. I don't want you getting a loan. Because if it doesn't work out for you, you got to pay it back. So just minimize how much money you spend. I remember the first business I got into, people were like, are you going to get office furniture? No, I went and got folding tables and chairs. Try not to spend money. Because until you know exactly if this business is going to work for you, I don't want you spending all your money. Let the business make the money for you to spend on the business. Okay? So watch how you spend your money. 
Number four, try to do it all by yourself. Try to do it alone. It can't be done. It's a very, 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 very lonely place out here. You can't do it alone. So don't try to. Call on friends. Call on other people in business. Join groups. You know, go to networking functions. Because if you try to do this alone, you find yourself working under your head all the time, and it'll get very frustrating. So don't do it by yourself. Make sure you surround yourselves with people that are also trying to do something to change their lives. Because you'll get spiritual strength from them. You can help each other. So I don't want you doing this by yourself. Get out there. Take a workshop. Find a group. You know, you can go to meetup.com. There are a number of places you can go to find people of like minds that you can start hanging out with, spending time with. No, they may not be your best friend, what do you call it, BFF, but they are people that you can share what you're going through. But I want you to do this. So don't try to do this alone. Number five. Jump into the wrong partnership. A lot of times people come to me and they say, hey, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to partner with this person. I don't think they really realize the significance of a business partnership. Sometimes I think it's even stronger than marriage. person you go into business with, you are tied together. So make sure you have the same value system. How do you make decisions? You know, a lot of times what I tell people to do is, why don't you both start your own businesses and do joint projects together, work together through your businesses? Because you jump into the wrong partnership, it can be even worse than a divorce, trying to get a divorce. How do you shut down a business, especially after you got clients? You've gotten some of the clients. They've gotten some of the clients. It's a really a messy situation. So I don't want you to jump into the wrong partnerships. I want you to get out there. Make sure that somebody you do want to be a business partner with is someone that you can be a business partner with, okay? Somebody that does share your vision. That's why, once again, when we start talking about writing a business plan, it's important. That business plan can be a document that you both can look at, and you can see if you both agree with the direction it's going, okay? Number six, operate in a bubble. This is almost the thing about trying to do it alone. You can't operate in a bubble. You got to spread yourself out there. You got to put yourself out. You got to be open to new experiences, to things that you may not feel comfortable with today, but you may feel comfortable with tomorrow. So don't operate in a bubble. You know, expand yourself. Get out there. Take new classes. Take workshops. Go... Go to networking events on the other side of town. Just don't go in the places you already know. If you live downtown, go to a chamber of commerce meeting in another city. But you got to spread yourself out. Because every time you spread yourself out, you experience new things. And every relationship you develop can be something that helps you change the focus on your business. That's what I want you to do. Number seven. This is an interesting one. This is about starting a product. A lot of times when we start businesses, it's not advisable to start a product because you have to invest in a product. So you have to invest money, and then you have to reproduce the product. 
Now, it may make you a lot of money, but I'm telling you this, it's much easier to get into a service-based business. You can get in because it's only your time and what you're doing. You can start a service-based business, then eventually get to starting a product. But if you do have that calling to start a product, just make sure you do the numbers so you understand what that product can do for you. And make sure you put the money aside to do a great prototype, get it trademarked and patented so you're moving in the right direction with it. So we really advise you not to start a product. We really advise you to start some type of service where you can test out your idea, see how it's going to work for you. And number eight, the last one for tonight, take action. And I know these are things not to do when starting a business, but a lot of times people come up with the greatest idea, they write the plan, but they never take action. So I want you to write your plan, come up with your idea, but take action. I want you to get out there and do what it is you need to do. Because without taking action, without walking in your purpose, you'll never know if what was meant for you will be for you. So to review these, number one, don't pick the wrong business. Make sure you evaluate your business idea. All right. Number two, don't worry about writing the perfect plan. Okay? Write a plan, execute. It's going to grow, it's going to change. Number three, don't spend all your money. Make sure you know what you're spending your money on. Try to do it the most inexpensive way you can to get started. Number four, don't try to do it alone. You're not by yourself. You don't have to be by yourself. There's plenty of people out here that are willing to work with you. Number five, don't jump into the wrong partnership. Business is like marriage. Business partners are like married spouses. Make sure you're marrying the right one when you decide to get in business. Number six, operate in a bubble. Don't do it by yourself as we talked about in number four. Number seven, start a product. I'd like you to start a service first and then move into a product. Sometimes products can get pretty expensive. But if you have the idea for a product, don't let me stop you. Just make sure you evaluate and do it right. And number eight, last one, take massive action. Just don't sit and talk about your idea. Eventually get out and take action on it because it's important that you walk in the purpose that was laid out for you. Okay? So this is Mark Parham. We're going to end the show a little bit early tonight. Next week we're going to be doing a repeat show. Everybody's busy next Monday, so we're going to be out there, you know, handling our business other places. But we'll be back the week following with our next live show. So stick with us. You're listening to Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. I thank you for coming out every week, listening to our conversation. And also, I thank you for the kind words that you say to each of us when we're out about letting us know you appreciate the work that we're doing when we take the time to bring you the knowledge. You know, Janet and Ira and Martin and all of us are just very thankful that you take the time to listen to what we have to say and let us know that you appreciate us. So until our next encounter, I look forward to it. 
This is Mark Farham, Cat Builder Talk. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show.